listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday afternoon. I'd like to turn to our very first guest of today. Uh, she's no stranger to The 123 Show. She's our regular and one of our favorite contributors. She's Marcy Trent Long, presenter and producer of Trash Talk. Welcome on the program, Marcy. How are you doing? Hi, everyone. Hi, Noreen. Good to see you. Now, we're talking about quarantine tales and specifically about your quarantine tale. Um, You went to the United States of America for, for, I think it was around about two weeks and uh, for for Christmas. And upon your return um, from expecting a two-week quarantine, it got bumped up to a a very surprising three weeks. Um, So uh, before we talk about that, I thought it'd be interesting for our radio listeners and for our Facebook viewers uh, to know a little bit more about the procedure of landing in Hong Kong and, and just the whole shebang. Um, because, I don't know, maybe some of our listeners and myself, we feel quite removed from it. I mean, I haven't been traveling for so long now. I don't even remember what a plane looks like. Um, and I just thought it'd be nice to hear your first-hand experience. We are live on Facebook as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to, and you'll be able to see and hear the lovely Marcy. So perhaps let's talk about <laughs> sort of the plan Planning versus the reality. Um, let, let's start with the planning. <laughs> How did it all pan out? Pan out. So, so I hadn't seen my son, who's 23, for a year. Right? We're all separated from our family. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to LA for Christmas, and I started planning in November. Booked the 14-day quarantine hotel at the Avolo Hotel, and then I was supposed to leave December 19th, and I think it was December. 16th or something, the government announced, no, you have to use designated hotels. And remember, all of our hotel bookings are non-refundable. So if you have a negative COVID test, then they'll change it. But if you just change your plans, it's non-refundable. So like you're going no matter what, right? And uh, December 16th, they changed and created these designated hotel lists. My hotel wasn't on it. So I had this panic scramble of trying to find, you know, and then the government created this designated list and they negotiated with the hotels a rate. So a lot of us had a much cheaper rate, had a really good rate with a hotel. And then the designated ones are like more expensive, you know, or they don't provide what you want or the window doesn't open, right? Everyone cares about the window opening and um, luckily, there's a great group called Facebook group called the Hong Kong Support. Brilliant group. Support group. I love I that group. And I've never been in quarantine, oh, but I just love such a great group. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to even watch, even though you're not in quarantine. Right? <laughs> it's a great source of, I suppose, uh, information and sometimes entertainment, but sometimes the plight that these people face is just horrific. But it, all in oh all, it's such a great support group to, to find out information. It's daunting, you know, to travel, whether you are a Hong Kong resident or you're okay. just visiting or for work, for, for whatever reasons. Um, that group just provides such a solid, uh, lots of good advice, lots of firsthand experience like yours, just so that people know sort of what to expect. Yeah, yeah, and you get photos of the hotel, right, which is really nice, or videos. So you, because, you know, if I, I think I mentioned to you before, I'm claustrophobic. So for me, doing this, I was really nervous about quarantine. Um, so I, I like way, like many of us, you way overanalyze the hotel, right? Does the window open? How big is it? Am I going to be able to, you know? <laughs> 
all so valid as an reasons. Example, I wanted to bring a bike. Like I have to exercise or go, I'll go crazy. Wait, you bought a and bike? And at the time, like to you, your room? I didn't buy. I own. No, no, no. I own one. Yes. I own one, and then I can just put it on the back. This thing called a mag track stand, so I can set it up Station. over by my window Ooh. and my yeah, my little yoga mat area. You're prepared, well, sort of, from, from 14 days to 21 days. So then your, your original hotel, that was not on the designated list uh, by the government. Were you able to get a refund, and, and how did it all work out? Yeah, so, you know, the government hadn't even clarified with the hotels yet, you know, whether they had to give a refund or not. Anyway, Avolo uh, gave me a refund, no problem. And I cried for two days because I couldn't find a hotel. I thought I wasn't going. And uh, anyway, uh, I found one uh, like th two, a day before I left. Oh, and uh, that was stressful. Then the other part that's stressful is you have to, you have, to have a, um, a, a COVID test. So, and you have to have it in, not only do you have to have the test within 72 hours, it has to like say certain things on it. It has to have your passport number, your exact name. You have to provide a certification from the state or the country that that lab is certified to do the COVID test. So we're all like, what? So if it wasn't for the support group that gave me, you know, said, go here, here are all the documents you need. I've already downloaded them. Tell them that. Like, I don't think I would have gone. No way. It was so complicated. So that part is super stressful. So in a way, the whole testing and planning, by the time you arrive in LA or wherever you're going, it's just like, and then you arrive in the US and they don't even take your temperature <laughs> the airport. They're like, see ya, have fun. <laughs> so I want to back up a little bit about these tests. Is it the nasal swab? Is it the spit test? I mean, what sorts of are they? Are they... Uh, it's like a. It can be either way. It's called a nucleic test. They oh that, to test to test for the RNA, I think, of the virus. Yeah, yeah. So it takes two to three days, and it's you have to have it within the seventy-two hours. It has to say the time stamp that it was negative, that it was a nucleic test. So maybe there's four places in LA where you can do that. And I had to go to Beverly Hills. That was fun. I have to, I've never been to Beverly Hills. <laughs> Something good came out of this. <laughs> okay, so you were able to, to get that test and certify, and that test has to be done obviously within 72 hours. Um, what was the flight like? I, I've heard that you know, you're not allowed to really eat during the flight. They don't serve food. Um, was it quite empty? It was completely empty. So uh, coming back, there were 48 of us and only 18 of us stayed. The other 30 were transiting. So there, you know, you, you, it, you definitely work economy, right? Cause you're able to stretch out and there was no one in the row in front, no one in the row behind and kind of no one across from me. They, Cathay did a really good job of spacing out. Everyone recommends you do take Cathay cause they, um, when I was coming back from LA, not to sell Cathay, but anyway, when I'm coming back from LA, I could email them all my documents, you know, a day before and say, is this right? And they'll say, yes, it's right. Or no, it's right. So that when you get to the airport, 
you know you have all your documents. Because there were plenty of people while I was standing there that were like, uh, no, sorry, that doesn't work. Nope. Yeah. Honestly. And they were all at the airport <laughs> checking like, in and they couldn't get on the flight. Oh, gosh. That's well, so- they're, I don't know what happened to them, but they're on their phones going, holy crap. You know, but there's lots of story on the support group of people yeah, not yes. getting on their flights. Exactly. Because they're so particular about these forms. So, yeah. I've super seen, stressful. I've seen photos uh, from the Hong Kong quarantine support group where people are sort of queuing up, getting their, uh, getting a second COVID test, if you like, to see if they're negative or positive upon landing in Hong Kong. Uh, what was that process like? Was it sort of relatively smooth? Oh. Um, I must admit, looking at those pictures, I didn't think people were particularly that sort of physically distance from each other. I felt like people were quite <laughs> close by. But what was the procedure like? Um, it, it, You're right. I mean, it was your choice to spread out. It's not like they put, you know, stickers or something. But it, it for me, it was super easy because there, remember, there were only 18 of us landing. They had just announced the 21 days. So on Christmas Day in the U.S., I found out that it had gone from 14 days to 21 days, which put me in a complete tailspin of, you know, crying again for <laughs> Tears of fears. Oh, my God. So it was not only the mental, but getting the booking. We weren't sure. You know, some people had to rebook, and it was, like, much more expensive. And Anyway, so... Um, so when, uh, so when I land, we landed, it was, there were hardly, hardly anyone with me. Whereas when my daughter landed mid-December, it took her three hours to go through the whole testing, et cetera, process. For me, it was like an hour. So within an hour, I was sitting at my little desk. They assigned, you know, it's not Asia Expo Hall, but it might be anyway, my little desk and, and I have to wait for the test. And that only took like three hours. It was super efficient for me. That's Hong Kong great. efficiency yeah, at its best. Exactly. you got to and give credit they, where credit is due. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I have to say I felt really bad for all the workers there, right? Super nerve-wracking to take a nasal swab of someone straight off the airplane, right, where you don't, you know, you don't know. So they were all really <laughs> empathetic, let's put it that way. <laughs> Because we were all miserable, right? We're shuffling through like we're, you know, Holocaust survivors or something. (laughs) Yeah, it must be so traumatic for some people as well, you know, not knowing what to expect. I mean, you've done all your research, but it can be a sort of a bit invasive. Um, Let's talk a little bit. Okay, so then afterwards you got into a taxi. That's another thing. Taxi drivers. No no, no. No more taxi anymore. Oh, no more taxis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The government arranges a van for you. So that was nice. Save me $500. I was happy about that. But yeah, they put me in a van and we all spread out. There were only like six of us in there. And then they drop people like they drop people in at the Best Western in Kowloon is one, another one in Kowloon and then uh, me out to here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course, because they have now designated hotels. So those. Yeah, I arrived at seven in the morning and I was in my hotel room by three. That's not bad. Right. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. I think it's also about readjusting your mentality. I mean, you didn't have much time to readjust the fact that you were expecting 14 days and surprise, you've got 21 days of quarantine. What was that like? And did that sort of, um, I don't know, uh, uh, affect your plans or affect your mentality? Or were you just like, oh, well, extra me time? 
No, it, it was it was my mentality, right? So it was Christmas Day, and I was uh, the next day with my son. I said, you know, I don't know if I can do this. I really thought about staying in the U.S. longer, but I didn't know whether, you know, I don't think they're going to shorten it to 14 days anytime soon, right? Looks and, like it might extend know, till Chinese New Year. You could have spent Chinese yeah. New Year there too. Yeah, I was, you know, I couldn't sleep that night. I really didn't know whether the, I could do those 20. But then I sat with my son, which was super helpful. They they know all the, I don't know. And he said, okay, we are going to look up how to survive 21 days and whatever. And I said, it's like being in prison. And he said, mom, it is not like being in prison, right? This is not prison. So, and I said, okay, you're right. You're right. It. I'm lucky. And he said, start dealing with gratitude. Start dealing with the fact that accepting it and this is what's going to happen and he went through these really cute like tricks for dealing with things and one of the ones that's helped the most is like station areas in the room so i only eat in one spot i have a little and i have little rituals so i, I brought these little candles back oh. and then yeah yeah and then i only eat that's where I eat. I have a little placemat for myself and I, <laughs> I only eat there and they provide us with plates. All the food coming in is uh, disposable. I, I got the food package here yes. and then they provide me with a plate. So I make myself put it on the plate and have, you know, and be grateful for my food every day. And then, you know, he said, you know, you've got to do rituals. You have to get up in the morning and I downloaded Headspace, you know, learned some meditation. I, I get to see the sunset every night. I have an ocean, a little bit of an ocean view. So that like helped a lot. Good and, for you, Marcy. Uh, it's great that you have such a great mindset and also like, like your very wise son said, you know, gratitude. It puts things into perspective. Yeah, yes, it's not that, the that ideal really situation. Helped a lot. When he, yeah. Mom, it's not. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know how people, yeah, I don't know how they do it if they're going somewhere in dark. And then reaching out to old friends, right? So he said, you know, pick some people that you haven't talked to in a long time and then look forward to that. Find things throughout the three weeks, schedule them so that you can look forward to them. And that's helped a lot as well. And, you know, my kids, you know, they're they're older, they're in college in the US, right? They have their own lives. They have been reaching out to me all the time because they're so worried about me. Oh, so like, I talk to them much more in quarantine than in real life. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. I'm sure some parents listening are like, oh, maybe I should go into quarantine. Having the kids check in with you. That's brilliant. Um, I, I see you're very organized. Uh, you've got a space where you have your lunch and your dinner and your breakfast, a designated area for your meal. You've got an exercise mat. You've got your bike. Do you sort of set yourself a routine every day or the night before? Right, tomorrow I'm going to do this and that. Or have you had days where you're like, oh, not set a routine? And how is that, has that affected your mentality in any way? Yeah, so I'm trying to stay super disciplined and it, it helps a lot. So I'm doing this uh, uh, headspace. I'm doing one called prioritize, right? And so it's every day for 10 days, which really helps. And I got a diary. 
So in the morning, I sit on my little yoga area and I look and I sit on my mat with my blocks. I turn on my headspace meditation. Oh, and really important, I have a speaker, right? So it's super fun music. And then I set my intentions for the day. Just like what you're supposed to, just what they tell you you're supposed to do all the time. But he's sending me through a really helpful journey at the same time. And then I reflect in my diary that morning and yeah make the plan for the day or and then the night before I'll actually make my workout plan because otherwise I won't do it right (laughs) (laughs) so the night before you choose whatever online yoga you're going to do or I choose um, when I bike I only do fun movies I'm totally addicted to like Netflix Bridgerton and the new girl, right? And those are my little treats, right? So I'll only do it when I'm biking so that that way I get on the bike. Otherwise. Exactly. (laughs) It's easy to sort of give yourself the excuse of not exercising, uh, of course. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of people when I speak to in quarantine sort of enjoying a bit of uh, TV time, things that they normally wouldn't carve out in their day. Uh, to, to, to watch. Um, looking at looking at your life right now in quarantine, Marcy, um, what are some things that you sort of... Are you jealous? Are you jealous? <laughs> I could say a little bit. A little um, bit, right? Yeah, exactly. A, a working mom with two kids, right? Noreen Moore, you would love three weeks in quarantine. I'm just saying. I know. It has but, some advantages. I thought horrible and I'm actually really enjoying it. So. That's really good. That's such a positive <laughs> Don't mindset. Tell them I'm from yeah. <laughs> Otherwise they might up it to a month. Um, in, in terms of uh, looking at the things that you have in your room, what are some essentials? I don't know, maybe some of our listeners tuning in and they might need to undergo three weeks of quarantine um, or they can share with their family, friends and family. Just now you mentioned a speaker. That's sort of interesting. What are some things that you thought oh, you yeah. wouldn't need but actually have come in quite useful? during your quarantine okay. so a super fun one has been and this is thanks to karen co of the agenda cafe is to get noise canceling headphones just in um and then i do thanks to karen co at night i'll do that night dancing i'll make it all dark with my candles blast the headphone music and then dance by myself <laughs> it's really fun <laughs> but no one could see you so like for the first time you could actually really (laughs) this is a whole new side i'm I'm discovering like when i meet up with marcy we're recording trash talk very serious you know topics on conservation and sustainability and now you're talking about noise cancelling headphones and dancing in the dark (laughs) i did not expect this interview to go this way Okay. Um, and uh, are there certain things that you wish then, you'd know? Uh, sorry, another go on. one is, oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say my, your teapot, right? Like, let's say you have your favorite tea just or your favorite coffee. Definitely indulge and, you know, have everyone arrange to have, like, your favorite tea or your favorite chocolates or whatever it is that, you know, is your little indulgences throughout the day. Get them to you know, get your family to deliver that to you. Something that's new compared to before is that I can't, except for trash and then like my laundry, no one comes in the room for three weeks except me. Mm. So no one's coming in to clean. So like I actually have to clean my own dishes. I have to do my own laundry because I can't, they don't allow me to send anything out except trash 
and like my linens, right? So, okay, so that's like, it makes you miss your, you know, <laughs> that's like hard work, no. But you have to keep it like clean and tidy. So anyway, but having some indulgences, like things, you know, sparkling water, right? Stuff like that, if that's what you like, or a special beer at night or a nice bottle of wine, things like that. Yes. Have you ordered any delivery? That's one thing I've been meaning to ask people in quarantine. I often see people sort of, you know, ordering various uh, food courier services. Um, Do they deliver it to your door? Can they come up to your floor? Do they leave it outside? Or do they leave in the lobby and then the hotel staff bring it up? How does that work? I'm very curious. So it's super cute. So they leave it downstairs. The hotel staff brings it up. So right outside my door there, right, right outside the door is um, is a little table. And then they that's where they leave me my food. They knock on the door. They just knocked on the door now and, and say, you know, something's here. Hello. They're very nice, right? And then they leave it, and I wait for them to walk away. And then I get to open my door and get it which is really nice, just that feeling of opening my door. <laughs> the first day, I caught a glimpse of the person next door to me. <laughs> That's another thing. I, I think I interviewed Karen back in, I want to say, November, when she came back from the States also. Mm-hmm. How excited she was when she saw another human being. I think her window was broken or something. Um, let's Because we are social animals, we, 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 we crave the connection, we, we, we want to, to see other people and, and whatnot. Have you, have you met another person? I mean, have you seen anybody else? In, in how, yeah. how many days has it been for you for quarantine now? Oh, so I'm on day 11, halfway through. Brilliant. And uh, I, so I saw that person next door, but I'm so nervous, right, with the watch, right? So you, when you land, you walk the perimeter of your room and that locks in your little watch. And so I get very nervous about going too far outside the front door. God forbid they say, nope, another week for you, right? <laughs> like, That'd oh be just God. tragic. So you caught a glimpse of that person. Did the person see you and did they wave, you know? No, they didn't. They just got in their room really quickly. So, and my little window opens a little bit and I thought, you know, I, we ha- I had a, another mutual friend living here. And I said, oh, gosh, the next room over is leaving the day you're coming. Maybe you'll be next to me. And actually, I haven't heard from them since. So I'm thinking that actually they were living in fear that they were going to actually be in the room next to me. That's hilarious. Um, Marcy, finally, uh, b- before I let you go, um, are there any sort of uh, things that could be improved for this process of, of quarantine, you know, uh, landing in Hong Kong? Do you wish more information was made available other than what's available in the Facebook quarantine group? Sometimes I think, why are we resorting to social media to find out more about official information? I mean, um, you know, a- a- any room for improvement? Yeah, definitely. Well, for one, I mean, I know it's hard on the government, but making those changes and implementing them a week later is really unfair, especially in the middle of like, you know, for us, it was Christmas travel. So that was really hard on a lot of people because you're emotionally attached to going to the trip, right? It was a holiday, right? Or something. It's not just a business trip or something. And um, so doing, making those quick snap decisions, I I find a bit inhuman in a way. Um, And then now that they've got the designated hotels, 
you know, there's a sense that they've made so few of them that it's very difficult to find quarantine. And then extending it to the 21 days, it's clear they don't want us to travel. Um, and it's so it's, you know, it's they've made it quite difficult to travel. And if that's their goal, they've, they've done it very well very well to deter people from traveling well marcy i know you you are a fellow capricorn just like me i believe you are out on your on the day of your birthday so i think that's really something to look forward to midnight Congratulations. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you on the outside world. I believe we'll we'll have a couple of recordings for Trash Talk uh, the week that you're out. So I look forward to seeing you and giving you a, a birthday too. hug. Thank you so much for your honest sharing. You know, it's it's really remarkable to see how upbeat you are. And it really is certainly a great way for, for, for the program to end on a really positive note. I know you're only yeah. on day 11. Uh, may the, the, the contentment and the gratitude continue. <laughs> and we'll see you on the the outside world. Thank you very much indeed. Right. Thanks, Bye, Bye, Marcy. Thank you very much.